Hello and welcome to a very wet episode of Walking Movies. I'm Nick and it is, it's a very wet day. It's a very wet day. Uh, I should move my microphone a little bit, hopefully it doesn't rustle so much. It's, uh, it's incredible. It has not stopped raining all day. It's uh, it's something. And I've not done one of these for a little bit of time because I haven't been to the cinema. I have watched a few films at home, though. One of them was Candyman. saw the new Candyman the other day. Um, but I'm going to have a think about what else I might have watched since the last time I recorded to... Um, so I can kind of uh, cover everything off in in one episode. But uh, yeah, so I am walking to the cinema in the rain. I am actually going with somebody today. Not going alone, but I'm walking alone. So I've got to make a stop on the way. So I've left a bit early. She will be chauffeur-driven and... I am walking in the rain, but that was my own choice. I could have got a lift, but I had to do other things. So today, I am seeing No Time to Die, the 25th in the long-running James Bond series of films, with, uh, with this being Daniel Craig's last outing. So it's become a bit of a tradition uh, going to see James Bond films at the cinema with my mother-in-law. So that is who I'm going to see this with uh, today. Um, so she's really looking forward. She's more excited than I am. I like James Bond, but this is uh, this is her favourite franchise. So, and it's nice because I had Star Wars with my dad and my my father-in-law as well um, went to see the first six films the premiere of the uh, episode three and the other five films in a, a big marathon the first ever time anywhere in the world they'd done that and I went with both of them and had a lot of uh, good memories associated with it so it's been a it's been a nice habit to have with uh, a a parent to have that interest in a in a series of films and uh James Bond has been the one with uh my mother-in-law so uh only the last only the last few though it started with uh with Skyfall and then we saw Spectre and now no time to die so um we I remember going to see Spectre and thinking it was it was good, but a step down from uh, Skyfall. And uh, I hadn't seen it since uh, it first uh, that first time it came out. So uh, I could kind of remember bits and pieces of it, but I couldn't remember if it was actually good or if I was misremembering it because it gets it gets quite a bit of a panning online I think when talking about Bond films so I 
rewatched that last night for the first time since uh, 2015 that came out. Big gap between films. Um, and, um, yeah, I really uh, I enjoyed it, actually. I think I, I enjoyed it more uh, than I remembered uh, enjoying it. Um, I think the opening sequence is uh, is fantastic. Really, really well done. Um, I like the Day of the Dead uh, festival anyway. So, whoa, bit of wind. Apologies. I'll try and get rid of that a little bit in post. Um, so, yeah. So I'm a big, uh, big fan of the of the opening. It is a little bit long. Um, probably goes on about 20 minutes longer than it probably needed to if I'm being picky uh, I think Dave Batista is underused but then I could say that about a fair few uh, roles he's had in Hollywood um, but overall I uh, I enjoyed it enjoyed it a lot so yeah that leads me to today um, this film only came out on Thursday, so it's been out for for two days. Um, the reviews were really positive, so that gave me some hope. But I know a few people that have seen it who uh, really didn't enjoy it, so I'm now a little bit nervy. And it's a long film, long film. It's almost uh, two and three quarter hours. I mean, we're talking near endgame levels <laughs> like when you're looking at that um, that's too long surely you'd have thought wouldn't you but um, it's a long time coming you know this was uh, I think originally expected out in 2019 got pushed back um, was due to come out in 2020 then the pandemic and you know it got moved around it was still going to come out last year and then it got bumped a whole year so um it's finally here it's finally coming out uh america doesn't get it for i think two weeks is when it comes out there um but jokes on them because uh they get to or jokes on us really because uh, they got to see venom two weeks early which uh has been pretty much universally bad but I'm going to go and see anyway um, sucker for the first one I don't think it's great but there's something about it that I think is interesting um, so yeah so alright same way I probably go and see a bomb film really I just want to be entertained for a few hours um, now James Bond has changed a lot since you know those films that I grew up with from the 80s and 90s um, I like some of the classic Bonds as well but you know I really like those, those early Pierce Brosnan films I thought they were great um, I like Daniel Craig films but it's not a f- James Bond as a franchise isn't one of my favourites you know I, I haven't watched all of the films I've just watched most of them um, and some of them only once so I can't say I'm an expert so all I'm really hoping for is something that's entertaining uh, a good send off for Daniel Craig because this will be his last Bond film again um, but really this time um, so yeah that, that's it really so I'm hoping that I'll be 
I'll be entertained uh, if nothing else. Uh, that's it. So um, I've not looked. I've seen a couple of trailers. So I know you know kind of what it's about or who's in it. Uh, I know Remy Malik's in it this time, but I've not really been paying too much attention to uh, the rest of the cast. I'm assuming M's back, new M, uh, and Money Penny and Q. In fact, Q must be in it because I know he's been interviewed this week about it, about the next um, the next James Bond being played by a gay actor. Now, I have that I've got an issue with that statement and the reason why I want to share that statement is because the actors should be chosen because of how they are not their sexual orientation now if the statement was I think the next James Bond should be gay as in the character that wouldn't have bothered me that really doesn't bother me at all but I really don't think it matters what the sexual orientation of the actor is that's playing James Bond. I really don't, because how many times have you seen a gay actor playing a straight role? And and how convinced are you when you see that? Um, and I'd say quite often, you know, you wouldn't know unless you knew. So I wasn't I wasn't really keen with those comments, but just for that reason. Um, but then I'm also someone that thinks James Bond should should be black, or could be black uh, at least, which I know ruffles feathers uh, as well. But I've got no problem with uh, with that. Uh, a lot of people are still talking about Idris Elba taking over from Daniel Craig. It, I feel he would have been a good choice ten years ago. I just don't see it now. Uh, I think John Boyega could have been a good choice, potentially, but I think Star Wars is just too high, high profile to then take on the mantle of James Bond, if he's going down that route. Um, but they've turned around and said that they're not looking to announce a replacement Bond until next year. So, you know, who knows who they're talking to and what they're, what they're looking at. Um, Andrew Scott, would have, I think, would have made a great Bond, and he's a gay actor. Um, but he was uh, C, <laughs> the careless, of course, um, in uh, Inspector. So he's uh, he's out of the running. But uh, I love him. I think he's a great actor. Um, so uh, so yeah. So I don't know a whole lot about the film. I've seen some of the you know the the action set pieces from the trailer, but I've not tried to find out too much about the story or who might be appearing outside of. Uh, the obvious ones so yeah I just hope I get entertained for two and three quarter hours my ass is gonna be numb I'm getting a big boy drink today because it's a long film and a slightly bigger popcorn than I normally would for the exact same reason so there you go um, but that's enough of an intro I'll leave that here and uh, I'll see you or speak to you later on today after seeing No Time to Die. There we go. Um, so, 
I'm waiting for Chinese. <laughs> uh, I've just come out seeing Bond. Mother-in-law's gone home, and I'm collecting tonight's dinner. Um, oh man, it's it's a bit of a miss for me. If I'm honest. I'm not going to go into spoilers. So don't worry about that. Uh, you're not going to have any spoilers from me. This is a film, though, that is going to get spoiled. So, uh, if you want to go and see it, go and see it sooner rather than later. That's for sure. Um, it's, I mean, the action's good. The stunts are good. The storyline is pretty good, but there are there are issues that I have throughout. Um, I tell you what. If you want to hear spoilers, me and uh, Mr. Ripley will do an episode of A Last Branch and Ripley talking about Bond and talking about this film because he's already gone and seen it. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a disappointment for me. Um, overall, it's far too long as well. Um, and yet, and, and see, the thing is, like, this is why this is why films are so varied, like. You know, my mother-in-law loved it. Really, really enjoyed it. Come out absolutely buzzing. And I've come out just feeling a bit deflated. It's still worth watching, despite that. And in fact, even more so because of what I've just said. Because she's a, a big, much bigger Bond fan than I am. And she really loved it. And it, it wasn't what I, I hoped it would be. There are, there are just as many positives as our negatives... Oh, oh, well, no. All right. There's a lot of positives. There will probably be a little bit more negatives uh, if I'm thinking about it. But, you know, it, it's still it's a Bond film. And you need to see a Bond film. Unless you hate the Bond films already, and then don't bother. But if you do, if you've even got passing interest, go and see it. It's, it's worth at least doing that. Is it worth your money to watch on a big screen? I would say it actually is, because you know it's 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 filmed like that it's a blockbuster it deserves to be seen like that um despite me not being a massive fan i think that's the, the long and short of it really <sighs> oh man oh man oh man um saw a lot of trailers as well like the film started late because of so many trailers beforehand I thought so about six or seven um and the new matrix on the jury's still out on uh, now I've seen it on the big screen I feel mm, a bit more compelled to watch it but I'm still not sure um, but yeah uh, Daniel Craig's final bond um, gone out in a bit of a duff explosion if you ask me but there you go um, but yeah go and watch it you'll probably like it more than me or you'll be as disappointed as I am it's one of the two and you need to make the choice for that so yeah that's it. I'm not sure what the next film is that I'll probably be seeing. It's probably going to be Villain 2 because I don't think there's anything else coming out in between times. But, yeah. Uh, I might re-record this later. We'll see. So, it is now two days after I've seen this film. And... <clears throat> when I recorded the um, the after scene, the film, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. I haven't deleted it. I've included it here because uh, it was my first kind of thoughts after seeing it. But I've stewed in it for a couple of days. Um, 
I wanted to add a bit more kind of context to uh, my thoughts on the film. So I still I still see it as a disappointment if I'm if I'm honest. And in fact, thinking about it more, there are more things that I'm I'm not happy about. So I said there wasn't going to be spoilers, but there are going to be spoilers. But I've left a big enough gap. So if you are going to go and see the film um, and you don't want to have this spoil for you, then stop listening now. Otherwise, spoilers are here. Um, So where do I start? Okay, let's start with the biggest one. They kill Bond. Now that in itself I haven't got much of a problem with because we knew Daniel Craig was this was going to be his final film and it was always going to be very unlikely that he was going to ride off into the sunset happy. Um, Bond in previous films has kind of fallen in love, got married, but it's never lasted. You know, they've been killed off and that starts him going on another mission. Whilst in this film we get the opposite, we get him him dying. Um, what annoys me with it is not the fact they killed him off it's how they killed him off what you wanted to see was something more like Logan okay think about how Wolverine died in Logan right he's come to injuries that is what Bond should have done in this film he should have had like a, a big fight mortally wounded saves the world um, or completes his mission whatever um, and succumb to his injuries. That would have been the way to go. In the end, they took the kind of fast and furious approach, which is just to go over the top. So, like, literally, the thing that killed Bond was like a crap ton of missiles. Um, just, you know, so that's what kills him in the end, is a load of missiles. It just kind of shows tongue in cheek invincibility of the whole situation. So, I didn't like that. Um, not a problem with him being killed off but the way he did it the whole thing with the new 007 I kind of feel it was in there just to upset a load of people it didn't upset me because of how they did it at all like don't really care that it was a woman or that she was a black woman Um, but you can I definitely get the impression it's just going to wind a load of racist gammons up and it was a bit pointless. I didn't need to do that. Um, and especially as well because you, you're not going to do a 007 film with, without James Bond. James Bond is 007. You can call what someone else 007 but it's not James Bond then, is it? So um, I thought that was a bit silly. And also, I really like the actress. I've seen her in a few other things but... I didn't like her character. Don't know, just didn't... I didn't like her sunglasses either. Didn't like that look. But, um, yeah, I just I just thought that was a little bit uh, weird. Remy Malik. Um, I know he got a load of, uh, you know, plaudits for his Freddie Mercury and Bohemian Rhapsody. And, to be fair... I'd say pretty deserved. I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody, but I can't say he was bad at it. But I don't think he's a very good actor. Maybe it's the roles. Maybe that's, you know, 
him having a, a, a well-written role or maybe it comes down to the direction of him. But I didn't think he was good in this film. I didn't find him menacing. Just another deformed villain for Bond to be up against. It's never like a regular person. There's always something there, something different about the way they look or, you know... Um, so yeah didn't like that um, Christoph Waltz like him mm, I'm not I wasn't overly keen on his Blofeld in Inspector in this he's barely in it um, and it feels like he's phoning it in if I'm honest maybe he was I don't know but yeah I didn't really think that was particularly good <sighs> the fact that you've got an organisation like Spectre and you kill them all off um, only to then replace it with another criminal organisation just after, just seemed a bit pointless. Didn't really understand the need to do that. Um, really odd line from the Doctor as well, um, when the new 007, who by that point of the film has been assigned a different number so she can give 007 back to James Bond, um, made some weird comment about being able to eradicate her race or was it save her either way anyway he was talking about racial genocide that was a weird comment no wonder she offed him straight afterwards um and uh is it is it Anna Demaze anyway uh I don't know how to pronounce it but uh she was great in Knives Out um which of course was the first time that she acted with her with Daniel Craig. Um, I really liked her character in this film. Um, she's not in it for very long. And that was a massive problem for me. Because she deserved way more screen time. And I'd like to see a spin-off with her character. Um, but. Going back to my original. Criticism here. About Bond and, and, and that. What I don't understand with these films. And comparing it, you know, it's 20, this is the 25th Bond. So for 20 Bond films, it's all the same James Bond and it's in the same canon. And then they start with Casino Royale with Daniel Craig and then everything that we've learned in the previous 20 films doesn't matter anymore. So it feels like these films were almost like a reboot of the franchise. I didn't realise that really at the time. I mean, obviously I knew it was a fresh start. You know, there'd been a long gap between the last Pierce Brosnan one and this Daniel Craig one. Um, But that was weird to me. That now looking at it, it's like they've just made a completely separate set of films which doesn't fit in the James Bond canon. Um, and just stars this one James Bond. Where do they go from here? Because the obvious, the obvious thing for me, I, my interpretation of Bond was that James Bond was a creation, I guess. Like the reason why he was around for so long and the reason why he changed his look every few years was because it was. A, a name assigned to an agent I suppose a bit like Bourne I know he wasn't assigned that name necessarily but do you know what I mean like 
it was just an identity given to somebody. And so that kind of made sense as to why, you know, you could have like 40 odd years of James Bond films and you could have the actor change every now and again and people wouldn't question why he looks different to how he looked last time or he sounded different. But with this series of films, you know, they've given James Bond a proper backstory and a history of, you know, you are James Bond and your family were Mr. and Mrs. Bond and, you know, Blofeld was kind of your brother, uh, hypothetically speaking. Um, and also, yeah, Blofeld and Dr. No, you know, characters that we've seen in the films and have been killed off and here they are again in this new series. So it feels very much like they've just condensed this whole world of Bond into this relaunch of five films of Daniel Craig. I, don't, I really don't get it. So where do they go from here? Do they reboot again? Do they say that actually what we learned about James Bond was a lie and that was just a, a backstory that they fed into his brain and he believed it and actually his name wasn't James Bond? What happens to his girlfriend and the kid they had? Oh, I forgot they had a kid. Jesus Christ. Um, I forgot that that was his uh, his daughter. Again, just, no, didn't like that either. If you can ignore all of that criticism, there's a decent action film in there. But the problem is that you've had the Bourne series of films, of which I just re-watched the, um, the first Jason Bourne, uh, the Born Identity for uh, a Patreon show that I do and it holds up pretty well I think a few dated uh, references and whatnot, but it, as a film it holds up well so you've had the Bourne series of films you've obviously had Mission Impossible which have um, been going for a long time now and seems to be getting better and better and James Bond just seems a bit passe compared to other things that are going on uh, but oh of course John Wick not spy, but you know that kind of film. So, where does Bond fit in anymore? Is he still as relevant as he as he was? I think the answer is no. But could he be? Yes, I think there's still room there. But they need to really rethink how they're going to do this franchise going forward. I think Daniel Craig has done a good job as Bond. In some ways, but in other ways, I think it's actually poisoned the brand at the same time. I think what has been interesting is it has brought in a new series of fans that didn't really like Bond before. And I'm not a massive Bond fan. I grew up with Roger Moore and Smithy Dalton as my James Bonds. And I like the, the early Pierce Brosnan films as well. I thought they were good. Um... But this was kind of like a James Bond for a new generation. And so there is a, a whole generation of, of people now that this is their James Bond and they enjoy these James Bond films. But I don't really see how they fit in with the rest of the canon. And that's, that's the problem I've got. This should have been a continuation of, and really it's just been a, a complete reboot as far as I'm concerned. So I don't know where they go from here. And I think the next choice they make on who's going to be the next James Bond is going to be very interesting. I mean, a lot of people have called for Idris Elba um, or um, you know, somebody of colour to play James Bond. 
going forward. Um, I'd like to see it, but again, I don't know how you do it. I really don't know where they go from here. Um, I guess we'll find out next year when they uh, start looking and will announce who the next James Bond is going to be. And then hopefully decide how the hell they're going to do it. Do they start again? Do they pretend these James Bond films never happen? You know, what what is next? Um, It's done really well uh, in the UK. Um, I think it's the... It's become the biggest launch of a film since the, the start of the pandemic. be interesting to see what happens in America because it comes out there uh, this week. I think the 8th of October it comes out. Um, and I don't know how spoiler-free America's been. I've not really been paying too much attention on social media. I have seen a few spoilers, though, admittedly. So I guess there'll be a lot of people that will know what happens in this film before it comes out, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how well it does. This is the most expensive Bond film. I think I read somewhere that it needed to make about a billion pounds worldwide for it to have made its money back. The last James Bond film, I think, made about 800 million. Skyfall made over a billion, but the last, uh, but Spectre made about 800 odd million. And that wasn't during a pandemic what this has got going for it is a lot of people have been waiting for a big event film to go and see it at the cinema so they probably will make a take a punt on this but it's also a very long film over long um, and I don't think people are going to go back necessarily to see it more than once so I, I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to do it I don't think it's going to bake a billion dollars at the box office but time will tell um, I still stick by what I said when I recorded the first part of this and even though I feel the way I do about it I still think you should go and see it it is a film for the big screen um, and I think you need to see it if you've enjoyed the other ones if you don't already like the Bond films this isn't going to change your mind um, and like I said the other day my mother-in-law really enjoyed this film so uh, it is more mixed. The more people I'm speaking to though now, um, yeah, it's definitely more mixed. I'd say probably more people I know disliked it than liked it, which is which is interesting. Um, but they're done now, and I think if you regard these films as its own little James Bond canon, I think you can probably enjoy it. But as part of the larger franchise. I, I don't really understand how this fits in properly. So, anyway, this has gone on far too long, but I wanted to just add to um, to how I felt about it. Um, and I don't know what's next. It'll be Carnage or Halloween Kills, depending on which comes out first, I think. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So, um, Bond... It's uh, it's been nice knowing you, but uh, it is time for certainly the Daniel Craig part of the franchise to die. Peace out. Little lips. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. 
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.